0: Hello and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week, we have a chat with Dr. Greg Mays. As always, I'm so happy to be in here with you right now. I have quite a bit on my mind and I don't know if I'm going to talk about a couple of things or just the one that's primarily on my heart. But whatever it is, let's get started. I was having a conversation recently and I said, this is going to be a podcast episode. And where I got it from was I was washing my hands and I was having a thought and I thought about this podcast and I've had plenty of people, numerous people say, Hey, I'd love to be on your podcast. And so I say to them, Hey, here's, here's the information. Love to have you love to hear your story. Love for you to share your story. So I opened that door for them to come and be a part of the podcast. However, many times people do not walk through that open door. They, they say this is what they want, but then they don't follow through. And so I'm washing my hands and I had that thought. And then I said, because I realized that's what we do with God. And that's the focus of what I want to talk about. Not the podcast, but are not people coming on or not coming on the podcast. But we ask God to open doors for us. And when he opens the door, we don't walk through. The reasons for us not walking through may vary. But the reality is God opens a door and we don't walk through. We say Lord, I want this. God says, okay, he opens the door. But when we look, we're like, oh, that's going to require too much or, or this or that. And so we don't walk through that door. But we got nerve enough to get upset at God when our lives start to fall apart. I'm in now the book of Mark. And many of you may know this story. Jesus, when he's teaching, this man walks up. And I'm in Mark. Chapter 10, verse 17, it says, As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Translation, good teacher, will will you open a door for me? Will you make a way for me to do this thing that I want to do? And in this case, he wants to inherit eternal life. And so Jesus says, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor. You, you shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he says, teacher, all these I have kept. Since I was a boy. Watch what Jesus says to him. One thing you lack. Go, sell everything you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. And the Bible tells us that the man's face fell, and he went away sad because he had great wealth. You see, He wanted to go through this door, but he wanted to go through the door on his terms. That isn't how God works. When you ask God to open this door for you, God, I want to do this thing. God will open that door, but it's probably not going to look like what you thought it should look like. Why? because God does not owe us anything. God doesn't owe us, he didn't owe us salvation. He gave it to us freely, but he wasn't required to give it to us. And some people will say, well, I I didn't ask to be born, I didn't ask to be created. Okay, but you're trying to benefit from being created. When you say things like that, what you're really saying is, I want a benefit I want all the benefits I want all the 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 easy things because I didn't ask to be here but I am going to take advantage of the things while I'm here No, no 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 you don't get to do that you don't get to say well I didn't ask to be born or I didn't ask to be created and then expect all of the good things that God has prepared for those who love him that, that you just get to have those without consequence No, you have to accept those consequences. So when the man walks away and and his face falls and, and he's, because he's very wealthy, watch what Jesus says. He looks around and he says to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Now, this is what the, this is the door that the rich young man asked God to open. How can I inherit eternal life? Will you open the door to eternal life to me? And Jesus says, yes, this is all you got to do. You you keep all the commandments. Yeah, I kept all the commandments. He says, you lack one thing. Go and sell what you have. Give it to the poor and come and follow me. You want the door open. Here's the path through the open door. And the rich young man said, no, I will not be walking through that door. And so Jesus is now explaining how difficult it is to walk through an open door when God is asking you to let him prune you. And that's exactly what Jesus was doing to the rich young man. And the disciples were amazed at this, but Jesus said it again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. He says, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And sometimes we think that means, I'm just using names, I'm not saying whether or not they're saved or not, but we think Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and people who are very, very rich, the, you know, the Walton family, that, oh, well, they can't enter the kingdom of heaven. No, it doesn't say rich people cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. It says how difficult it is and the reason why it's difficult is because rich people, I'm not saying those names that I said, but just generally speaking, wealthy people have a tendency to rely on their wealth, but it's not just wealth monetarily. People out here are very, very handsome or very beautiful and they rely on their looks to get things done. They're relying on their physical things whether it's money, whether it's looks, whether it's athletic talent, whether it's whatever you want to say, when you begin to rely on your physical being, your physical things, material things over relying on God, then you are using your rich. It becomes difficult for you to enter the kingdom of God. And this is what Jesus is sharing with us. So the Bible goes on to say the disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, well, who who then can be saved? Like, if it's difficult for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven, well, then who, who can be saved? Because maybe they're thinking, I'm not, this is just Greg right here. You know, maybe they're thinking, well, hold up. We thought, you know, if you're rich, that means you're blessed. If you're rich, that means God has you highly favored. I don't know that that's what they're thinking, but I wonder that. Because they asked the question, well, then who can enter? Watch what Jesus says. He says, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. So Peter says, well, well, we left everything to follow you. Watch Jesus' response to that. Truly I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel, will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. Then he says, but many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. You see, Jesus is teaching us in this moment that when God opens a door, he opens that door for you to walk through it, but you have to walk through it on his terms. And we want to walk through the door on our terms, just like this rich young man said, how can I enter the, how can I receive eternal life? He's trying to walk through that door. Jesus says, you lack one thing, go sell and give to the poor, come come. Follow me. So how do I inherit eternal life? This is how, instead of accepting that and walking through the door, he walks away. Let me remind you as I run over to the book of John. And years ago, I did a Word Wednesday. You know, I'm really bad about connecting and remembering to, to attach. But if I remember to attach it, I'll attach it here. The Word Wednesday where I talked about the pruning of of people, and I don't know, it may have been so long ago that it wasn't actually a podcast, but it was just a video. And so, if that's the case, if I can find it, I'll I'll post it as so you guys can can go and take a look at that. Just check the show notes; it's either there or it's not, right? But watch this: Jesus says in John chapter fifteen i am the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and i in you you will bear much fruit apart from me apart from me you can do nothing hold on let me see did i hold on a second okay yeah so keep reading greg uh it says if you do not remain in me you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you may bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. It says as the Father has loved me, hold on a second now I knew I knew I had uh, uh started too too late, so I'm glad that I read that part, but let me go back here. Thank you for your patience. Let me go back here, starting at verse one. I started at verse five thinking that I was going to save you. You know, I was going to get to the point and I, and I skipped the point. So we're going back to uh, chapter 15, verse one. Watch this. Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Let me break that down for you. Jesus is the vine. We have to be connected to him. That's why we have to have this right relationship with him. We accept what he did on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, and now we are walking with him. If we are walking with Jesus Christ, God comes along and begins to cut things out of our life so that we can walk right with him. So let's go back to Mark chapter 10. The rich young man wanted to walk right with Christ. Well, the thing that was holding him back from walking right with Christ was his reliance on his wealth. And so God was going to clip that away. Instead of allowing God to prune him like this gardener motif that we see here in the book of John, the rich young man walks away. Is that what you do? When God is trying to prune you, when you're asking God to let you walk through this door, so he says, okay, but you can't take that with you, whatever the that is. You see, that's where we get into our struggles. We feel like we should be allowed to take whatever we want into the next phase of our lives. So we say, God, will you open this door? And God says, yes, I will open that door. And as you start to walk through, he starts pruning things. He starts shaving things away. He starts clipping away things that you thought you couldn't live without. You thought, I have to have that, otherwise I can't live. I can't walk with Christ like I want to walk because I don't have this thing, whatever it is. And God is saying, no, you want to walk through this door. You can't take that. This is what you can bring. And here's the beautiful thing. And let me begin to wrap up. When you walk through the door, God's going to be uh, equipping you to do what you need to do on the other side of the door. You see, we think that we need to have all the knowledge before we walk through the door. We feel like if I have to cut away some of the knowledge that I had, well, then I'm not going to be whole. How can I do what you want me to do, Lord, if I don't take these things through the door with me? And God, I could just picture God laughing at us. You don't even know what's on the other side of the door. So how do you know what you need? Let that marinate for a second. Look at what God said to Abram in Genesis chapter 12. It says, The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. He didn't say, Go to Zimbabwe, go to you know to to, to England, go to Canada go to south korea he didn't say those things he said go from your country your people and your father's household leave the things that you know well and go to the land i will show you so abram has to go Well, he has a choice. He could say no, and we probably would have never heard of him, but he has an option. He could say, yes, I'll go, and then allow God to do what he's going to do on the other side of this open door, or he can stay on the side of the open door where he already is and not be in a right relationship with God and not get to experience all that God allowed him to experience. This is us. This is you. This is me. As you are walking with Christ when you say Lord will you open this door that's you asking for something if he opens that door you must be willing to go through the door on his terms you can't go through the door on your terms. and I'm gonna say this as kind as I possibly can he doesn't care if that upsets you because he knows best always let me say this to you so it's clear and I will get us out of here on this I want you to hear me say this you will never know more than God you will never be right to God being wrong no matter what you think if you are comparing what you are saying and it is opposite of what God is saying let me clear it up for you so you can rest and relax. You are the one who is wrong. So when you say, God, I want to go through this door, and God says, you can go through that door, but you cannot take this thing with you, put that thing down and walk through the door. Well, I love when when the Lord just shows up and. And says and does what he wants to say and do. And we have to be mindful that, that God is always in charge. We are never in charge. And we have to live like that. The very second that we begin living our lives, acting like we're the ones in charge. And God better do this for us. But well, why would a God? That, that, that we're just wrong. We're just off. And I don't even know that God entertains that. He loves us. But I don't believe God is sitting around going, well, how would I, well, why would they think like that? I don't think that that's what God is thinking. So let me pray for us. I wanna pray for you. And then I will get us out of here. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for all that you do in and through our lives. You allow this ministry, this podcast, to continue to be here for the people. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lord God, for that. I'm grateful, Lord, that that you allow this listener to tune in week in and week out. Or maybe it's their first time. I pray that you met them right where they are and that they received a word from you. Not just a word, a frivolous word as we use that expression. But understanding what your Bible is saying and having a desire to get into their Bible and to read their Bible, to begin to see how your word witnesses to itself and how they can see how just living their life, focusing on you, would allow them to grow in such a way that people will begin to glorify you because they're watching their lives. Thank you so much, Lord God, for this listener. lord as always we pray that you would continue to grow agape leaders as we have uh this spiritual side but we also are doing uh, leadership training for organizations and, and hosting workshops for them hosting these courses for them because we want them to to have a biblically based a a god sound leadership team because that leadership team will grow and prosper in your name. That's our heart's desire here. So thank you so much for giving us that mission. As always, Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders Podcast. Until next time, you have a blessed week.